and we just gonna start recording. No, I couldn't hear you for a second. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes. So my sister wants to be a part of this episode, and I'm just like, no, you're gonna be a part of our girlfriend's episode when we have all our friends on. She was just like, but I want to be the EP, and I also want to be a guest star in the episode, and I want you to shout me out. I'm just like, chill the fuck out. Like we're still we're, we only had one guest and it wasn't even about the boys and, and I, I didn't even post it because yeah, I didn't have and time. And I was like, Raven still hasn't posted it yet. And I was like, on top of that, like you're not a hardcore fanatic about the boys. But the great thing yeah. is though, she does have a lot of opinions. Like when we were watching it, she was actually noticing some things that I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even notice any of that shit. Like when we we're gonna talk about Maeve, but we're gonna talk about her. Fuck it, fucking lace front and how like whack it is oh you didn't like, notice that yeah and i'm just like she's just like why don't you guys talk about how shitty made made you know what i did want to i think i did mention that in one that we didn't post like when we were uh, practicing i was like she she needs a new wig or something but Seriously. yeah see and you know what the problem is because they ain't got no black soups in the seven so nobody no black woman can check her you like really bad it's you know but like, i mean I find I feel like they kind of I don't know if it was on purpose or not because Homelander also looks absurd. But we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. talk about all our favorite shows and right now we are going to continue to recap the boys but still going to throw some Lovecraft country in there as well but I mean it was a very interesting episode um a lot to unpack um but one thing I definitely noticed about this episode and maybe because I was so into it that I didn't notice it but like my sister when she watched it she literally predicted every single scene and I kind of looked at it, because I watched it twice, obviously. I'm just like, she's kind of right. It was slightly predictable, especially for somebody like her who's not into it. But I still love this episode. Like, I really still love this episode. Yeah, this might be one of my favorite episodes this season. Um, yeah, there's... I didn't really get a chance to, like, analyze it like I usually do, because there was just so much else going on in like real life <laughs> yeah clearly clearly <laughs> i i was like more focused on that um but yeah i mean it was really entertaining so i must say oh, also, uh, okay no go no, ahead okay i will say this like the funny thing about real life um and how the boys is pretty much i would say on par with kind of what's happening right now in our climate today politically especially in the first scene um Starfront said something that was very interesting i don't know if you caught it but she said something along the lines of let's make america safe again did you hear that in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. I've seen that thrown around a lot in like, well, not a lot, but I've seen that before because on, on Underground, which is literally a show about the Civil War, <laughs> there's no way they would have been saying that back then. Um, 
they do like there's a scene with Harriet Tubman that's really good but she does kind of say that she like she like wiggles it into her speech that she's giving um so I feel like it's definitely like a part of pop culture and then actually right after that happened that show got canceled and Trump's friend brought Trump's friend um bought it and canceled the show so I don't know what was going on there but that was fucked up so I mean, I guess, but I, that was like the first thing when she said that, I was yeah. like, oh, Donald Trump and everything that's oh, yeah. going on right now. Oh, and yeah. I'm just like, hmm, very interesting. Yeah. yeah so. Um, I feel like Homelander is Donald Trump and Stormfront is Steve Bannon. <laughs> really? Steve yeah. Bannon? But Steve Bannon is like more like kind of like behind the scenes, like Stormfront is very vocal. But she's good at, she knows that she's, I think she knows that she's not going to be as famous as Homelander. Because he's a man. He's a man and he's just more like appealing or something. Um, But she knows how to do the, like, she knows how to, I guess, target and like, get like people emotional, like her demographic through social media and things like that. And I feel like that's what Steve Bannon's job was. Like he had that whole, he has that whole news organization and like knows how to target the kind of guy that shot that innocent man in the convenience store. Yeah, she was getting the And I feel like she was the the what? She's getting all of her supporters riled up to kind of like start a talk. Yeah, like, I feel like she knows color. the analytics of how to do that. And she's kind of like the brains behind the operation and Homelander is just out there saying dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> but Homelander is watching her and seeing how she moves. And she's like, I oh. mean, yeah, there's definitely, I from the beginning, I feel like he's like, oh, I like that she tells me nice things about myself, but like some teeny little part of his subconscious is like, something's wrong with this bitch. <laughs> just from the like side eyes or like yeah. the uncomfortableness sometimes that they have. <laughs> no, it's very true. It's very true. He kind of like looks at her like, what? Huh? It's like, it's like, it's like a, like an, I don't want to say like an in-between, but it's just like, he's kind of like, all, he's not all in. Like, he's like, okay, I, I get what you're saying, but there's still some kind of side of you that I'm just like side-eyeing. Like, I feel like he's, I feel like what's going to happen is, we all know that Stormfront has an agenda, but I think Homelander is obviously not as dumb as we think. He's very egotistical, but I feel like he also has a slight agenda and is going to start being like revealed a little bit more. And it's going to be outside the scope of like, oh, I just want to be famous and everybody like loves me. Because, you know, Stormfront is kind of positioning him to be the face of all and the face of this hatred movement. And, you know, I feel like he's going to have his own agenda once he kind of gets that spotlight in that regard. So it's really interesting to see them kind of band together. Um but yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about that more later on as we kind of recap the show and stuff like that. But at the end of the show, I will tell you this much. I really hated them. Like, like Stormfront, I'm just like, if this bitch don't die at the end of the season, 
I'm not sure if me and Raven are gonna have to be able to recap season three because <laughs> I I'm I'm so livid with her that I really need her to die at the end of the season. Like, I really need her to die because I'm not trying to be tight for like two seasons having to watch her and she just pissed me off. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I want to talk about the opening scene, too, because I'm kind of, like, over that whole, I know that the showrunner of The Boys has already said that every bad person, every character, he tries to give, like, some sort of, I don't know, reason for why they do things, even if it's bad, but I'm, like, really tired of that, like, I'm a sad white guy sort of narrative, like, it's so annoying and it was so like nice early 2000s when like it was like just some nerdy white guy and he's like trying to like when he passes that girl in the hallway that's clearly more attractive than he is like in shape this like standard looking like beauty type or whatever she's white blonde whatever i'm like what makes you what gives you the right to actually think that she should date you yeah i know right like weird creepy overweight no shame to people you know but just like in terms of the optics of the um scene i'm like yeah why why is that like a part of it like oh this girl won't like me and it's like well maybe you should find i don't know another girl that doesn't look like you came off the cover of a magazine yeah sorry for you exactly a good reason to get angry Angry. like (laughs) i I hate my life and then what and see and when people like that have low self-esteem they hate their life then they try to find an escape goal and it's like it's because of the plcs the people of color because i can't get what I want in life I can't get the girl I can't do this so I have to go out and start shooting brown people yeah yeah I mean the insecurity of that scene alone it kind of it kind of um puts a mirror to America and how stupid people are here sometimes where it's just yeah you have this guy he has insecurities and so he feels that he needs to join some kind of sick cult aka the cult that stormfront is trying to build and in order for him to feel belonged he needs to hate pocs or people of color because that's the whole agenda and so he can feel validated and i'm just like that don't make no sense just because the girl didn't like you because maybe you're just not her type or she has tons of options and you might not be on the top of her list does not mean you have to hate everybody and then just find an easy target pocs we're not an easy target but that's what america makes us feel like we are because we can't fight back because if we fight back we're savages and we always have to be peaceful it's just girl i can go on and on child yeah yeah no but i feel like that's another reason why i think stormfront is kind of like steve bannon because the entire scene was stormfront on the news on repeat and that's kind of how he operates he wants like a 24-hour news cycle with racist rhetoric and so does um robert mercer the say the guy who bought wgn with the where um underground was on and then he immediately canceled that show <laughs> but he has his own like 24-hour news cycle where it's just oh, a, a scary black man's in the neighborhood on, like, the local news and things like that. There's a whole episode about it on Last Week Tonight where they, like, talk about his news channel. But, and then the, uh, I was listening to a podcast called, um, 
It's been a minute with Sam Sanders and he really like he had this woman on who was explaining white supremacy and honestly it was kind of I guess the type of person that they were um illustrating on the boys was kind of the type of guy that um she was discussing on the podcast and they all started to like the Aryan nation and the the skinheads and the neo-nazis and all of those groups they started to merge together in the 80s but um because i mean they were already a thing but they all started to like come together and now the term like white nationalist Mm -hmm. you know what that means because i didn't know I thought it was just another, it was a sophisticated way to say the KKK, because I felt like the KKK was outdated, so they call themselves white nationalists now. Yeah, but the nation part in that is the Aryan nation, and I didn't know that. I mean, I I, knew it was racist as fuck, but. I mean, you just gave me a whole ass history lesson, bro. I mean, I, (laughs) it was just a coincidence that I listened to that, I mean, I listened to it all the time, but I didn't know they were going to talk about that, and I was like, oh, yeah, Mm. the kind of, like, guy and they 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 like they're specifically creating lone wolf situations and the the media is also characterizing it as that instead of saying you know how like when a black person does something or a person of color does something and it's terrorist related yeah and it becomes all about muslim people or something Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um with these like very racist like hate crime attacks happen in churches black churches or like mexican walmarts and things like that um the killer gets sent to burger king yes and (laughs) it's not about white people have to do better it's just a lone wolf attack and a hate crime and blah 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 and that's sort of organized it's not just like a coincidence so i do think that they kind of it was accurate even though i those those kinds of like story depictions it's like it's accurate but also don't make it so that you feel sorry for the like loser white guy who murdered a man who has a family for no i did not feel sorry for him i hope they they give him the chair like i don't feel sorry for him i don't feel no pity for him like he's a white man in america i don't care if he's super skinny or super fat he still has privilege use your privilege don't you feel i don't feel sorry for him i don't give a shit exactly exactly um all right what happens next because i forgot oh shit yeah yes well i mean i can't stand her mom but uh, okay, so I, I can't stand her mom, but I think her mom is coming along now after what had happened to start. Oh, yeah, yeah, but so, her mom is just so annoying. Yeah, like, her mom is her always is really popping annoying. up. Yeah, just like always in her business. But what? that's what a mom is supposed to do. Your mom really? still cares about yeah. her. Delapo, your mom calls your job and says, Hey, can Delapo have off? Oh shit, nah, son. <laughs> like that yeah, would be like exactly. <laughs> nah, nah, that's that's, <laughs> that's <okay>. insane. <laughs> that is odin. Oh yeah, because her mom did do that so that they can go to the cafe or whatever. And Star- and Starlight was just like, "What the fuck? Like, are you yeah. sure? Like, they're not tracking you? They're not? It's like you can't just be calling me at work all willy nilly to hang out. Like, it's not. This is not what you think it is. And then, obviously, she was trying to explain all that to her mom. And then Black. Noir comes in and fucking kidnaps her and her mom. And I'm just like, oh, well, 
honestly, Raven, we knew this was gonna happen. We yeah, Starlight is happen. not being careful. At all. Not being careful at all. Like I don't even if she took the chip out of her shoulder and everything. Like, and guys, when I mean chip, I mean like tracking chip. It's not like a it's not figurative figure of speech or anything like that like she literally had a tracking chip in her shoulder um and i'm saying that for the new new listeners but yeah i just feel like even though it may have seemed that they were trying to be like diligent and be careful they really weren't and you were upper and bought is a three is a billion dollar company that like they will find you they will find you they will somebody you think nobody's actually looking for you they're looking for you so it was only a matter of time so that scene did not surprise me yeah um and then what happens next because again i forgot so. no it's all good you know i got you know i got my notes girl so then pretty much starlight and her mom are taken to ball and they took in like into like i guess this dungeon or something and you know it, it seems like, oh, like, it's it's over for them because they're obviously, like, in some dungeon and vault and, like, nobody really has access to it. And, and, uh, nobody has access to it except for certain people. But then we jump into Butcher. And what was interesting about this scene, like, uh, not just Butcher, let, let me just have clarity. We we jump back into the Spice Girls. So we see Lamplighter, we see um, Huey, and we see... Um, Milk Mother or Mother Milk, fuck up the name all the time. I think Kamiko's with them too, or Frenchie, I don't know. But pretty much, Huey is now, and then we see Mallory, like Grace Mallory and all of them, like they're all trying to like plot to take down Vault with this new, um, I don't know if it's a conference, but it's kind of like a hearing that's coming up, so they're trying to prepare for it. But Lamplighter is now amongst them, and it's Huey's job to watch over Lamplighter while the other um, why the other Spice Girls kind of go out and do their thing. So we are, are we already were introduced to Lamplighter, and this scene was very interesting because we see obviously Lamplighter like in kind of like down on himself. So he's watching like soup porn, and <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is very interesting. And he was like, who watches porn when the sun's still out? And he was just like. I do, but we kind of like see like Lamplighter and Huey like kind of trying to get along, but Huey's still hurt at the same time, so he can't really do much, but you know, we kind of see Lamplighter at a very vulnerable state, obviously. Um, he's not at, it's not called Sadie Grove, by the way, it's called Sage Grove, I didn't know that. He used to work at Sage Grove, now he doesn't anymore, and so now he's kind of like in limbo and... I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, that scene obviously leads to Huey finding out that Starlight is stuck in a dungeon. But how did you feel about that scene with, like, Lamplighter and then, like, you know? Um, well, also, that lady was there. The, um... The protesting lady. The lawyer. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. what She's a part of Congress or something? I have no idea what her role is, like, politically. But she's some sort of powerhouse political activists let's just call her that mm -hmm. she's working with grace mallory but they don't really like each other like that they're just tolerating each other yeah and I billy definitely doesn't like her and it's just tolerating her because he doesn't like anybody the interesting um, scene with that like because they did like a they cut to like butcher going to like see his dad and for me i thought that was kind of out of place because i'm just like 
So what was the point of introducing his dad? I mean, I understand like his brother was really close to him. And then I guess that's kind of like the family dynamic, but I'm just like, that didn't do anything for me personally for the episode. I'm just like, we already know that you're really close with your brother. That's why you're so close to Huey. I don't need to know the whole relationship with you and your dad, honestly. I didn't mind it. I don't know if it's going to come back up in um, another episode. Um, But yeah, he is kind of going down a dark path. And his mom definitely didn't want him to end up like his mean old dad. And I don't know, it kind of tied into the fact that when he went to see um, Dr. Vogelbaum or whatever, I don't know if he's a doctor, I think he is, um, he he kind of saw some, I feel like he kind of saw some similarities between him and his own father, and maybe even some similarities between him and Homelander, because mm-hmm. they both had fucked up Dad. father figures. Cause, yeah. It's very yeah. true. It's very yeah. true. And, and they're both fucked up individuals. Like, let's be clear, Butcher is not, he's messed up. Like, he he's has... fucked up. He just doesn't have powers. And if he did, he'd probably be worse oh. than Homelander. Oh. <laughs> I honestly, I agree. I think, it's like, <laughs> and you actually bring a good, good point. If you really look at it, like, obviously, Homelander is crazy, and so is Butcher, but they're fighting for different causes. So they're using that, their, their craziness in different ways. Like Butcher obviously has an agenda to take down Ball, take down the seven because of his wife and all that stuff. And Homelander is just trying to be like the greatest. So they're using this kind of, um, this anger that's built up inside of them about how they grew up to kind of, I guess, feed their agenda. So he's using yeah. his rage for, you know, revenge on Ball. And, you know, a Homelander, which I'm glad that you brought this up and then we're going to lead to it, is like, he never grew up with a proper family and he actually didn't even want to use his superpowers. They actually mentioned that in this episode when um, Butcher went to go visit the old guy and he was just like, yeah, I actually made Homelander who he is. He didn't even want to be that, but I trained him to be that. So now Homelander is, pissed off about that probably and now he's kind of living that out a little bit like okay this is who I am so fuck it I'm about to you know be an asshole right right I think the theme of this episode was sad white guys who turn to anger because every single one of them whether it was the first guy the fat guy who sorry again um no no shaming um the the mentally ill racist guy in the beginning um and then lamplighter and his pitiful sorry story sob story butcher with his daddy issues Mm. and then homelander with his daddy issues all causing them to be incredibly violent i think that the biggest theme of that episode was just sad angry white guys (laughs) i don't feel sorry for them motherfuckers either like listen i understand y'all had a very bad upbringing so did a lot of people but does that mean that you have to be acting all crazy here and the kicker is they have white privilege so like they can they can abuse their hurt and their power like they're like it's almost like you know if it was a person of color who grew up like that like we have to redeem ourselves from that. Like, we have to come out of that. Like, and if we don't, then we're going to end up in jail or shot up, right? But if it was a white person who went through all of that and they don't know how to cope through it and they just do dumb shit, then it's like, oh, they just had a really tough upbringing and, you know, they didn't have the resources, but we're going to get them. Like, you know, they, people will kind of 
feel sympathy and kind of like feel sorry for them. And I don't personally, y'all can afford therapists, go and see a therapist, get that shit figured out. Like, you know what I mean? And the world is not going to look at you in a negative light because of that versus for somebody who, a person of color who has that experience and we don't turn out like victorious on the other side. We're looked at as thugs. We're looked at as bad people. We can't be redeemed. So, you know, I personally don't give a shit. Um, I don't feel sorry for Homelander. I hope he dies too. Um, but sure, I hope he dies eventually because he's crazy. But I, I understand the calls right now. So I need for him to stay alive a little bit. But I don't feel no pity for none of them white men. I don't want either of those characters. You want a lot of these characters to die. <laughs> you want you want Stormfront to die. You want Maeve to no, die. You want Stormfront to, to die. die. You want Stormfront Butcher to die. There'd be no show. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> listen, Maeve. After when we get to Maeve scene, she probably would have. She redeemed herself, Loki. When we get to that scene, she redeemed herself this episode. She really did. But she still, she could need a lot of help though. She's also messed up. Like she has a lot of like issues that she needs to get cleared up. But I just feel like it, you're you're either, she's very lukewarm. She's a lukewarm character with a fucked up wig. Okay, that's what she is. Like she needs a new lace front. She don't know her identity. One 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 day she wants to be righteous and do the right thing. The next thing, she, the next the next day she's just like, oh, I don't know. I'm so confused. I'm scared of Homelander. Like, bitch, make up your mind. You're in or you're out. Okay. You have at least this is why I respect Starlight. Okay, because she hates Walt. She's all about the Spice Girls, and she's using her privilege that she has as part of the Seven to essentially help. Ball. I mean, sorry, not help Ball, but help the Spice Girls with their mission, knowing that she could get captured like she did, she could get killed, like, she had plenty of scenes where she almost died. Like, Homelander knows what she's doing, Stormfront knows what she's doing, Black Noir knows what she's doing, A-Train knows what she's doing, and she has not been killed yet, and she stayed loyal. She stayed loyal, so I respect her. Maeve, on the other hand, she's too lukewarm for me. She's too lukewarm. Yeah, yeah, um... And I was going to say something, but now I'm totally blanking. It was something about what you just said that, like... About Maeve being lukewarm or about me fucking with Starlight more? I don't know. But since you mentioned <laughs> Black Noir, um, he had, now he had we know energy. how he dies. Like, we know how to kill him. Because we couldn't figure it out. Almond Joy. Yeah. Okay. And it's Almond like... Joy. It's like... um. I don't know if that's going to come back to haunt him because Starlight definitely knows how to kill him. So um, she could easily just say that to Frenchie and he could make some sort of like Almond Joy bullet gun thing with his, you know, uh, creative genius technique. And that's kind of what he does. He kills soups. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, and it's so funny, like when but I guess that. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm saying that that's actually very interesting that his weakness is a nut allergy because I was so confused when I'm just like, why is she putting something in his mouth? And I'm just like, really? That's his, that's his like uh, Achilles heel is nuts. Like out of all things, it's nuts. I'm just like, okay, I guess. Yeah. I mean, is that guy black? It kind of looked like he was black underneath his You know, well, I was, I was wondering too, cause he looked, he looked dark. He looked dark. Yeah. I mean, his skin looked dry and kind of veiny, but I'm just like... Oh. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
But before we talk about that wonderful scene with Black Noir and Starlight, I want to circle back to when I officially kept in my mind that Stormfront needed to die this season was when Stormfront was introduced to Homelander's son. Right, right. So they're like, they're at a rally talking more white supremacist bullshit. And when they get off stage, Stormfront sees a, sees a baby and it's re, she, it reminds her of her daughter. And so Homeland, Homelander wants to make her feel better. So he's like, I have something to show you, which I thought was really crazy, but whatever. Um, right? Yeah. I was, like, I was like, oh no, he's not doing it. And then Way to like... I don't know. Wouldn't you think that if, like, if you were Homelander, wouldn't you think, why would I tell? And he's a selfish, selfish bastard. So why would you tell? <laughs> why would you tell the world, "Hey, I'm expendable" because they're building another one of me? I don't get it. And you know, yeah. Stormfront, she's a manipulative bitch, so she can but probably he, he, like she didn't even. Maybe she knew. Maybe she didn't. But like, he just offered it up which is crazy. It's kind of like when Starlight offered up that she knew that um, Stormfront was um, whatever her original name was. Who? Starlight? Stormfront? Oh, 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 Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. She told it like, I know you're Liberty. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's like you're playing your cards too early. Too early. Like, save that, keep that close to the chest. It's not the right time for that. She, she yeah, Starlight wasn't wasn't being strategic when when they were like at the face off and she's not good at this she's trying but she is not good at this but anyways yeah they both fly off to um becca's house and interrupt my heart goes out to becca like i felt that bitch's pain sorry i didn't mean to call her a bitch because she she's just amazing but i felt her pain like either her acting was on par or like I don't know, but like she was just like, please, Homelander, don't do this. And she was crying and she was just like, please, next time you want to drop by, just let me know. And, you know, Stormfront, she was just like, you know, Homelander is his father and being on nosy. I was like, bitch, fall back. Like me and my sister were literally screaming at the screen. Like, who is this bitch to be talking to the mother? of Homelander's son like that. She was just like, yeah, you can come to vault with us. And and then Rebecca's like, oh, no, no, he stays here. She was just like, but his father lives in But I'm just like, honestly, Raven, that whole scene just was like, this bitch needs to die. Because she's coming at Rebecca. This is not her son. Back the fuck off. Like, this ain't your lane. This ain't your lane. Your little daughter died already, okay? So I... Listen, I know I sound trash right now when I said that, but I'm just like, I don't like her, so I don't care. So <laughs> she can fall the fuck back. And the, the fact that she did it, and I feel like the what she was saying and what she was doing, it was stroking Homelander's ego. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the baby father. Like, who, like, you can't order me and tell me what to do with my son. Like, no. And then honestly, at the end of the night, Homelander opens his big ass mouth and tells his son the truth. And then now the son hates the mom. And I'm just like, oh shit, here we go. So I honestly think that that specific scene, Raven, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is kind of my prediction. 
that scene is going to bring Butcher back into Rebecca's life. I definitely think so. I think she's going to reach out to him because she's not going to have anywhere to turn. Um, I also think that... um, Wow, I'm like really spacing out. I was going to say something about Homelander when you were talking about it. It was like... Or just interrupt me, girl. You know I talk too much. Just just go in there and interrupt hmm. Was it more, was it about Homelander's reaction to... Yeah, it was just kind of like interesting to see how like easily manipulated he was by both of them. Like when he was in the presence of Stormfront, he was doing what she said. And then when he was in the presence of Becca and they were alone together outside he did what she said and like you could kind of see him cracking and being like okay there's a little tiny piece of me that's like what's best for my son should be the thing that I do and then I'm sure Stormfront immediately talked him out of it but yeah yeah, of course yeah but it was was, yeah it was really crazy just to see her walk into this woman's backyard and steal her son so, like which, legit like that d- same day she like that she had homelander take his son like i feel like yeah. if, honestly if stormfront wasn't there that wouldn't have happened and i right. think you made a great observation raven um about the women in his life i feel like they yeah. have some kind of hold on him like even with yeah Adeline, i mean she was oh awesome. definitely i mean she was like she she actually did it i guess in the best way because yeah she kind of controlled him for a really long time yeah yeah but I think the fact that he didn't have a mom like any sort of woman in his life is now like his emotional support awesome kind of also his mom so like I feel like he's looked to Madeline Stormfront Maeve and Becca for all of those things so Mm -hmm, for sure and it's just very interesting the how the women play like a huge role in how he makes decisions in his life. Like it's either like they're kind of reassuring him because I feel like there's still a little bit of insecurity in him where obviously he needs to be validated. And yeah. so, you know, it, it's it's kind of interesting, but I mean, long story short, as y'all know, they end up taking the son and then Rebecca loses her fucking mind. So I wasn't, yeah. I'll tell you this, I was not expecting that. Right, I was like, you, you and your sister predicted that because I didn't. No, I didn't predict <laughs> that shit. Like she, my sister didn't predict that specific scene or, or Homelander taking his son. Like I didn't predict that. I thought I knew eventually he would take his son, but I didn't think it was going to be that instant. Right, right. It kind of is, I guess, if you want to think about it a little deeper. Um, the fact that Stormfront does have these not this nazi past yeah the idea of just taking human beings whenever she fucking feels like it and separating families and stuff like that probably isn't a big deal to her because that's how she that's that was her life she was Mm -hmm. part of that whole event i mean i'm sure she was a big player in the holocaust if we're Mm if we're going down that road so i don't think she gives a shit about it was a little it's like they're e- they're like they're really evil and they don't give a shit about 
everybody's life I guess I, I can't I don't get it like I don't I can't understand hate sometimes because I'm like yeah I don't wait I feel like it's a lot of energy to, to do right like, yeah I'm like do you just hate everyone or you, do like, you hate, specifically hate people of color because like even when they like were in the back of that alley and they found that guy who stole they, some money and they, killed, they him. killed him and so like I think she's building his army to protect she says to protect the race but then she's just mm. <laughs> she's she's like horrible to everybody regardless of race so but like, when you think about <laughs> it i think when she's talking about when they, she's talking about like a pure race we know she's talking about white people but white people also have their little buckets too like it's the elitist the allies and then like you know you have the poor like you know uneducated whites and so when i think about like she a needs pure, those <laughs> I, yeah she needs she definitely needs the educated uneducated no, the edu- yeah, yeah yeah because i mean that's how trump got elected so like right. let's just be all the way fucking real that's like your true supporters but i mean in all actuality like she probably wants the best of the best of the whites <laughs> so killing him killing that person that's already like has a negative connotation to the race because he's like a criminal and like and yeah, white people that, I are mean, I, criminals I guess so. that is kind of part of it um I don't know how she feels about Maeve but obviously like with those sort of situations like the holocaust and stuff they or even like the fictional like shit on Handmaid's Tale it's like let's get rid of the LGBTQ community let's get rid of people of color let's get rid of anybody who has mm-hmm. a mental disability or yeah. illness so yeah, yeah that does make sense um yeah. i mean it's just crazy like i don't know like i love everybody i love i obviously we're not racist clearly um it's just like it's it's just like when you see like obviously privileged people like homelander and stormfront like abusing their privilege and just like trying to make this pure nation it's just like what the what the heck like yeah it, it, i don't know it, it kind of makes sense. a little sense with homelander after hearing how his like father figure was talking about him because mm-hmm. he said that when he was a kid he kind of got him obsessed with manifest destiny so mm-hmm. he's like implanting yeah first of all fuck that guy but <laughs> why is he like he's like all the scenes he's trying to pretend like he's a good guy yeah you're not good you're not a good awful and like perfect human being i feel like homelander could have been like like he could have been like a really good guy like he could i I see like homelander could have the heart of using his power he could have been a, a real ally for real like and i just feel like this old man like discarded all of the potential good that he homelander can do because he just made him his experiment he specifically said homelander didn't want this he didn't want to use the superpowers he didn't want to be this but he forced him to be that so now you created this racist superhero and now you're on your wheelchair like oh my god i'm just like you know what fuck you bro right yeah i just i don't know i just feel like don't pretend like Oh, I shouldn't have made you even in season one when he was talking yeah, to him. I mean, no, he's like, yeah. I shouldn't have made you, and I it was a big mistake. And yeah, it's it like, was. don't pretend like you didn't know what you were doing, or you it was like on accident when you're now saying that you purposely told a child about Manifest Destiny and got them obsessed with it. 
that means you wanted him to be evil. So, and I don't know if that's because he has ties to the Holocaust too. I mean, isn't Vogelbaum like, what is that? Oh, you mean the last name? You think it's like German or something? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't even want to guess. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I mean, it's just, he, he, he created a monster and he, I don't think, I don't think he necessarily has regrets about it, but I think he's seeing that it's impact, it's coming back to him. And I think that's what he regrets. It's now it's coming back to him. In the yeah. It's like, okay, so you don't give a shit about anybody else's family, but you're shocked that Billy Butcher wants to kill your family. And now you're like, how could you possibly do this? Like, um, because you ruined my family. My family. So. It's like, you ruined my family. In, like, like a I, bunch of families, not oh, just yeah. his. So. Every, like, I know. So I'm just like, you know what? I can't yeah. wait till we talk about the last scene, because, woo! But yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the Church of Collective. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, one, <laughs> one thing my sister noticed is, like, you know, obviously the Deep and A-Train are no longer part of the Seven, but they still wear their costumes. So yeah, I still think that well, they have a brand image to keep up, but I do think that the costume kind of signifies a, if they're good or evil, in my opinion. Like I feel okay. like that that superhero costume really because Kamiko doesn't wear one, so um, and Starlight barely wears hers now. Yeah, Starlight has completely stopped wearing hers. Like I do but think I that I wouldn't consider Deep and A Train to be evil at this point. I mean, they're doing, they're making decisions based in really fucked up things. Like, the Deep turned on his only friend who was helping him. Um, so he's still, he's basically replaced uh, Vought with the Church of the Collective. And I think so is A-Train. But, uh, and I don't know if it's because they're putting, like, a drop of Compound V into, like, a vat of fresca and just serving it up to people because i don't understand like they must be like altering compound v and putting it in fresca so that they can like slowly like but surely brainwash these people because why are they acting like this but yeah i do think that instead of going off on their own after leaving vaught and becoming a better person they basically fell into the same habit with a different company that can give them all the things that they want and hopefully get them back into Vought, so. Yeah, I think what's actually interesting, though, I think A-Train is, I think, honestly, the Deep, I feel like, is really gullible, and he just jumps on any bandwagon, but I feel like A-Train is kind of like one foot in, one foot out, especially when they mentioned Eagle, the anchor, about him, like, being kicked out of the Church of Collective. Like, the Deep was like, oh, yeah, that's my friend, and then the leader of the Church Collective was just like, uh no he has toxic personality we can't have him part of the collective and then all of a sudden the deep like changes mind like oh yeah i didn't realize he's a bad person i can't hang out with him so i feel like the deep is just like a bandwagon type dude and just can't make decisions of his own and i think when a train realized that he was just like so y'all kicking people out of the church collective like it's almost like the seven like like you said it's almost like bought all over again where they're you're in the seven and then you're not. And then now he is trying to be part of the church of collective, but there's still a potential of him to be kicked out over some dumb stuff. So I'm interested to see how the church of collective and a train and the deep kind of play out. I did think it was funny when, um, the deep was watching, I guess, 
the hearing and everybody's, you know, what happens, but he like kind of, he, he starts touching his head to make sure it's there. And I'm like, you're so stupid. <laughs> that is super funny but yeah they are only in this episode for like a short minute Um, yeah i mean also when we talk towards the when we get to the end of the episode and we talk about the hearing uh then they switch back to them um but it was interesting because while all this is happening Starlight was still, you know, cap, um, involved. So, Lamplighter, so essentially Huey's supposed to watch Lamplighter, and then Huey finds out that Starlight is, I guess, you know, missing, so he tries to look for her, and he takes Lamplighter with her, with him, because actually Lamplighter used to be part of the Seven, so he has access into Vault. So, they, like, going around looking for him, looking for them, or actually Starlight, because Huey didn't know at the time that his mother, that uh, um, Starlight's mom was also captured. And then Lamplighter had an agenda of his own. Like I said earlier, he was, he's pretty much going through a depression. He's really sad. He's really down on himself. So he kind of is at a state where he has nothing to live for. So yeah, he kind of obviously tags along with Huey, but he ends up, he ends up burning himself alive. (laughs) So he ends up killing himself in the conference room where all the seven usually meet. Um, And Huey was just like, this was not part of the plan. And going back to what me and like Raven mentioned last episode about like, you know, Huey, Starlight, and even Butcher, like they're kind of getting used to like people dying in front of them or like killing bystanders just to get their way. Like Huey at first was really afraid, but he was just like, I still need to get my babe. So he cuts off his hand, Lamplighter's hand, because Lamplighter uses his hand to access the different doors. And he ends up not finding Starlight right away, but I mean, Starlight ends up, ends up escaping and then we're introduced to Black Noir again. I have to say this, and I put it in my notes, Raven. Starlight is very tiny. She's like me, she's very petite. But the way Black Noir was being that bitch's ass, I'm just like, wow, she's like a real superhero because he was beating her ass like a dude, like slamming her, smashing her head in the glass, stepping on her. And she weighs like 100 pounds, probably soaking wet. So I'm just like, I had so much respect for Starlight after that beatdown because she was fighting back. She was losing, but she was fighting back. Yeah, I think that she needs to get training from like Billy (laughs) and Mother's Milk and Kamiko because they all know how to fight better than Starlight. So yeah, Starlight can't fight for shit, bro. She better use soup. She has the strength. She just doesn't know how to use it. So yeah, I think I agree because you didn't mention like Osley with the truck thing and the soup, like you know, that she was struggling when Huey was like, I guess you know, hurt her or something. You're just like, well, why don't she just use her superpowers to like lifts him up and shit like that so I think she yeah was, that she was had- really confusing because <laughs> that didn't involve any sort of strategy all she had to do was just put him on his on, on her shoulders yeah so I feel so, like she has these powers but they're misplaced like she doesn't know when to use them and shit like that yeah know. yeah I also don't think that like I would have done the same thing without hesitation when it came to um Huey because like I guess I wouldn't have thought of the hand thing because when the sprinklers went off 
I kind of just would have assumed that all of the doors would be open because it's like yeah, a fire too. hazard. So That's I, what I, I definitely would have just ran out. But um, I mean, good for him for. I guess he. I don't know. I just really would have. Maybe they. He thought that because they're like locked up, then those would be the only doors that were closed, and he still had to go get Starlight. So. It was really smart of him to cut his hand off. Yeah, it's actually really smart. Um, I felt like that scene was actually really grossing me out. Like, I mean, I thought I liked it, of course. <laughs> of course you did, but I was just, I didn't know how grossed out I was until I like, I was just like, oh my God, that's like really gross. Like he took I was a like cheering glass. him on. I was cheering. I was like, yeah, come on, you can do it. <laughs> I have to like cover my eyes because I mean, obviously it's fake, but I, it felt so real to me. I was like, but also like, wouldn't the fingerprints just like melt off? Like you don't have no skin anymore. Like that yeah, was kind true. of unrealistic. Because yeah. <laughs> if he like burnt himself alive, like how does the fingerprints? I mean, I don't know. Maybe the fire didn't get to his hand. I mean, girl, all who knows? Who knows? But who you know, knows, but... it worked out. So, but yeah, yeah and you know, um, then uh, Maeve comes in and helps Starlight uh, when she got beat up by Black Noir, and we find out what his weakness is. So, and that's what and- kind of. Go ahead, Maeve, go ahead. Maeve easily took it down. Like easily, it was so easy for her. Like she didn't struggle or nothing. It was just like, she, like <laughs> yeah, I think she just doesn't care because like they have mentioned like the first scene of the entire series is a huge truck just barreling into Maeve and she doesn't give a shit. Like it does not phase her at all. She doesn't have a scratch on her. And then like yeah. they did talk about some other stuff that mm-hmm. she did that was really like seemed like she's really strong and can handle herself but I think she just doesn't give a shit so I mean it was um she's definitely a strong she definitely doesn't give a shit I think also I kind of questioned how noble she was so I'm just like so is she really like noble or is she just like you know what let me just do this because I feel bad and I just feel like she still has a lot of issues I don't think she's strong enough still. Um, I mean, I'm glad that she came and helped Starlight because she knew that Starlight like really admired her. So I think a little bit of her is just like, you know what? Let me just help this girl out. Cause yeah, I think she likes Starlight. I think and she she's likes not, her. Yeah, she's not a bad person. So. And not at all. She's yeah. I feel like if I was in that situation, I would just do what Maeve did. I don't think I would be saving anybody or as evil as homelander i would probably be like this this shit is crazy yeah but i would have been like yeah i would I, I agree i would have been like i don't think yeah i don't think i would have been as brave as starlight yeah i mean starlight is very brave like she is even though sometimes i don't think she's not really strategic when it comes to the decisions that she makes and what she does i commend her strength and I commend her, like, just being brave. Like, because yeah. she, she's, like, a little, she's a little thing. She ain't got to do any of these things. And she's still very young. But she's, like, taking a lot of risk. And she's yeah. put in a lot of positions where she could have lost her life. Homelander was trying to kill her. A-Train was trying to kill her. So it's kind of like this girl is a low-key, like, badass. And she's still sticking with the seven. And towards the end of the scene, we see... This, the Spice Girls with Starlight and with their mom in the basement watching the hearing. 
So now we should oh, we yes. talk about a raven? Should we talk? I about mean, it? okay. So I I told Delapo right before this episode aired that I couldn't believe that I didn't put it together that Stormfront has been using the girl from um, Sage Side. Grove, yeah, Sage Grove, yeah, um, the entire time because one of the first scenes is uh, Rainer's head exploding. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how that happened, but now that I think about it, it could have only been the soup that was locked up. Who knows how to make things explode? So how does she um, that? Like, how does she know? Like, she I feel like she has to be in close proximity to these people. Like, how? Does right. She know yeah. That? So clearly, Stormfront knew what was going on and just put her in the background just in case because she must be in contact with her still. Um, I don't know why she's still working with Stormfront when um, she's free. Like, the thing about it is, is Stormfront kept her in Sage Grove, like as like a I wouldn't say a prisoner, but she was kind of like locked up. So it wasn't like Stormfront was giving this girl freedom, and she obviously bust out of there and she hitchhiked. So I'm thinking, like, what agreement or what? Sorry, what arrangement? the Stormfront have with the soup from Sage Grove. Because it's not like Stormfront is letting her be free. Like she's still keeping her, what's keeping her captive in the mental institution. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what is the agreement that you guys two have necessarily? Because it's not like you are walking around here all willy nilly living your life, killing, blowing people's heads off. Like you are doing it in a confine of probably a five by eight room. So I'm really curious to see, like, what arrangement is this? Yeah, she must have something on her because I I didn't really get from that scene at Sage Grove that that soup is particularly bad because she didn't kill um, just anybody. She strategically killed the people that were holding her hostage and she let the boys go. So it didn't seem like she was, like, Stormfront just walking into random buildings and killing everybody in sight for fun um so I don't know but yeah I can't believe I didn't put that together because that was like very clear after I thought of it I was like oh obviously but I still want them to kind of um expand on that like are we gonna see the, my question is are we gonna see that soup ever again or is she always going to be like in the background like if I we see that, somebody's head blown off we know like okay it's her obviously and she in the background but will we ever see her will we ever get more color to to all of that you know I think so I think we're definitely gonna see her again so mm. I still think that she's gonna turn on Stormfront it's kind of okay hard to tell her. I'm okay with her turning on her it's yeah it's hard to tell who would be stronger stormfront or her you know okay so i want to actually i'm going to answer that question and then i want to go back to that specific scene right i think that the soup that was in stage grove that obviously escaped and was blowing people's heads off i think stormfront is underestimating her I think she's actually more powerful than Stormfront, but I feel like Stormfront thinks that, oh, I got her under control. So I know like nothing would happen to me because I have her under control. But I think the soup from the mental institution that I'm just going to say the girl that blows up people's heads, I think she's way stronger than a lot of the seven. And I think she's very calculated. 
Yeah. Um, I would. My hope is that um, she ends up working with the boys, and they team up together to. Yeah, it's a wrap. Once she starts working with the boys, once she starts working with the Spice Girls, it is a wrap. Like, yo, ain't nobody safe. Like, literally, every one of the Spice Girls would get exactly what they want if they had her on their team. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, but back to the the actual hearing. So you know what's interesting about this hearing? I feel like first of all, I knew something was gonna happen because Definitely. shit was shit was going way too smoothly. Shit was of course. Going way too smooth. Of I'm course. just like, okay, so they made it to the hearing. And I was actually really surprised that they actually made it to the hearing. So they made it to the hearing. Everybody was there that needed to be there. Then um Homelander's father figure showed up. And I'm just like, and then they cut back to uh, the Spice Girls in their little bunker. Um, and we see Starlight and the mom there. And we see Kamiko there, like, very attentive. And then, obviously, they also cut back to, you know, A-Train and um, the Deep as they're watching the hearing. Because this hearing was pretty much live for people to see. I'm going to mention that, by the way, that the, why this, this shit being live is a detriment to Vault. So I'm just like, okay, something is going to happen because this shit is not going way too smooth. So as the black man was starting to, the hearing, his head blows off. And then as soon as his head blows off, everybody's head starts blowing off, starts just like exploding. And I'm just like, okay. So then like Raven mentioned, I knew the suit that blows people's heads off was around. And I knew that, you know, obviously the hearing was not going to happen and there would be no resolution to the compound B thing. So my thing was, this shit is on national television. Vault has been protecting their reputation. And so has Mr. Edgar. He's been very calculated on what he puts out into the public for Vault, right? And now you have a hearing about Vault where people's heads are blowing off. How does Stormfront come, how does Stormfront and Homelander come out of that? Like, how do you, like the public trusted them, the public was rallying behind them, and then you have a hearing where people's heads are being, you can't explain that, bro. You cannot explain that to the average human who does not have superpowers. I think they're just gonna say it was a terrorist. Call it a day. And dumb white people will eat it up. They'll probably blame it on a person of color. Say, this is why we need more soups or something like that. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's going to be another tool that they use to validate soups going obviously into the army, soups like being reckless and killing everything in sight because of that happening. Um, but oh, I'm just all right. I was so, quite, I, I was quite disgusted though. It was really disgusting. People were yes. slip, people were slipping on blood. Yeah, like, that one lady, like, oh. she doesn't she she had she is so in over her head and she's always just struck with fear. Like when Homelander came down during her speech, she was terrified. You could see it on her face. Yeah. And the same thing happened at this hearing. When she was covered in blood, she couldn't even move, and Grace Mallory had to like, yeah, like pull her out because she wasn't leave. doing anything. Like she's Facts. in over her head; she does not know how to, how to handle Facts. what's happening. So, yeah, she's definitely. I don't know if she's gonna be in still after this, but she's mm-hmm. definitely gonna have to lean 
more on the boys and Grace Mallory because she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing and she Mm-mm. thinks that she can handle it, but she can't. So she really can't. I think we're not gonna. I think we're gonna see her not as much in the next episodes because I mean she's traumatized. She's never been through that before. Like obviously Mallory Butcher and all of them. They they know the deal. They know what can possibly happen with stuff like that. But she's pretty green to a lot of that. So I mean, but I did want to. Uh, point out that as the heads were being blown up, they were cutting back to like Osley the Deep. He was checking his head to make sure Osley his head was not. <laughs> that was really blown. funny. That was funny. He's definitely comic relief for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know if you noticed this, but Kamiko's face looked like she wanted to go and twist somebody's head off. Yeah. Every time, I mean, every time she sees. Stormfront on TV. True, I think she gets that that face because even when Billy and her were watching Stormfront and Homelander in that interview, and they're like, "Oh, they're having sex." (laughs) Like she she hates she hates Stormfront so much with for good reason. So I think my thing, I think what would make me extremely happy with the end of the season if Kamiko has her day with Stormfront. I want a team up. I want to see that girl that explodes things in in Kamiko, um, and even maybe Homelander all kill her at the same time. Because I mean, uh, it doesn't seem like she'd be easy to kill. Like her skin, like Homelander had a really difficult time lasering into her. So I don't know if trying to explode her body would happen immediately if it ha- she'd have to do it a lot of times to get to it i think multiple people need to attack her at the same time yeah i mean kamiko is a beast though but yeah i think I, that kamiko could take her down for a little bit That's yeah the- i was just gonna say get back up. exactly I th- she'll I get back up and kill her but she can she can get her you know she can beat her down beat like her. i don't even understand what her power is but i don't like maybe kamiko could possibly rip her head off but i i just i don't uh, know how i doubt it like i, yeah. I mean if you really if, if it, you can't get into starlight skin with that little razor then i don't know yeah i they mean like they're girl i i mean that would be that would honestly that i'll i'll be so happy you know like if kamiko can be the one to take her down or honestly i don't mind her having a team like work to take her down but i want like kamiko to like get the last like blow in you know what i'm saying because i feel yeah, like definitely definitely when you too. look into her eyes when you look into her eyes when she is looking at stormfront like the the thirst of wanting to rip her head off is just like it's just oozing in her in her glare like it's just like yeah. she out of all people just wants to like rip out her guts and just you know I don't know, but yeah. and I oh, and I want Kamiko to have her day. I want her to yeah. have her day, you know, reckoning. Yes. Oh, and we didn't talk about um the little moment between Kamiko and uh, Frenchie. Yeah, now they're did. they're friends again. They're so now I guess. And yeah, she's teaching him her secret secret language, but I still think that eventually she's going to talk because there's nothing wrong with her vo- vocal cords. So. Yeah, but I think when she talks, she's not going to be, it's going to be, like, very subtle, and she's not going to be, like, a chatterbox. Maybe, like, she'll, like, be, like, short sentences, or just, like, maybe one or two yeah. words. Like, you but know, also, I, 
yeah who knows but yeah i do think that one day she's gonna talk but yeah they've made up so so yeah so i know we gone through a lot this episode was really good but is there anything particular that you like to highlight that you hated it or you kind of felt like uh, i kind of already talked about it Hmm. I don't know. I kind of felt like the last scene was a little too easy. Okay. I feel like maybe they could have made it. I knew something was going to happen at the end. Yeah, of course. But did everybody's head have to explode? It could have been. I feel like if it was just Fogel bombs or something, that would have been fine. Or that would have got the message across or something like that but i guess stormfront is probably telling this girl like hey you can't just kill one person this has to look like a terrorist attack kill a bunch of people so i'm sure that was her plan the whole time um but yeah the fact that it was just so i don't know maybe you'll a little obvious but i still enjoyed it because you know i like watching people's heads explode so yeah it was a Um, little bit much for me especially i mean it wasn't that bad but when you have people like literally like falling tripping over off of blood like people were literally like slipping and cracking their heads open because they're slipping on blood it was just like okay now this is getting a little bit yeah Yeah. i wouldn't say as far as me hated it like (laughs) anything in specifically um okay all right this is really bad i would say Maeve's wig (laughs) hated it hated it like i'm just like and then i immediately thought of like if they had a black soup homegirl would have been like yo Maeve, like i got a couple you know lace fronts like i can hook you up because like i'm just like i didn't even peep the wig until my sister mentioned it i'm just like yo that wig is trash and so i'm just sitting there and and you know my i already have this thing with me where i'm just like okay one episode i want her to die and then next episode she redeems herself like okay maybe we can keep her on for a couple i'm just saying i felt so i just felt a type of way and i'm just like it just goes back to what we were talking about just like they need a black woman soup they need a black woman soup and you know i feel like a black woman soup, like, not only will she be a badass, but she'd be looking out for the team. You know what I'm saying? She'd be like, hey, you know, Stormfront, chill out. You got to be strategic when you're trying to come after Stormfront. Like, hold some shit close to your chest. Like, Maeve, I understand you have an issue, but I'm here for you, sis. But you need to fix up your weave, though, because you're not making us look good in the seventh. So, I mean, I just had this thing that I hated. Because now, now I was trying to watch it. But I was getting distracted because every time Maeve would show up, I would just look at her hair. Yeah, that <laughs> really bothered me in season one. And then I don't know. If, I think I kind of convinced myself that they were doing it on purpose because it is so bad. <laughs> and um, so is Homelander. Like he looks, those were the things I noticed when I w- was first mm-hmm. watching the show. I was like, these people look insane. They are yeah. way too made up. Way they look too ridiculous. Made up. Specifically, yeah. Homelander and Maeve they both looked like they were off yeah like they were like they were just a little weird looking like too much makeup clearly like fake hair colors yeah everything um, child everything 
I mean, I don't, as far as next episode goes, uh, so my question to you is, did you watch like a snippet of what's to come next? Um, did you turn up the volume? No, did I? No. Oh, okay. Was that loud? Sorry. No, no. I mean, I just thought, I'm trying to make sure that I don't sound crazy. So I'm like. I mean, you sound, you sound pretty good. We yeah, always so. say that, and then I and always then, sound insane. And then, and then we listen to <laughs> so the I'm like monitoring like, the volume. <laughs> yeah, I didn't touch anything. Oh, okay, volume, okay, so. okay. Because you're perfect, so I don't want anything to change for that. Because I always sound crazy. Uh, what were you saying? I was just, oh, shit, I lost my, what was I saying? Shit. Um, oh, yeah, so for the next episode did you watch like a like a snippet of what's to come in the next episode? no don't tell me because i know i, I didn't watch it either oh. but i know that you did because before i prompt my next question before we close out i just want to make sure that you did it. oh no 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 okay. i'm not spoiling anything so yeah <laughs> because i mean as of right now ooh, that look good. sorry y'all there's something on tv that looks really good on super hot great right now but um what i noticed like by the with the end of this episode i'm kind of like thinking once again the next episode can go in so many different ways. Like, and I know me and Raven, we kind of alluded to like, you know, Becca, we know that Butch is going to come back into her oh, life. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, like Homelander is going to have her son. So it could go a lot of different ways next episode. But I feel like the stakes are heightened even more because of the last scene with the hearing. And so I feel like with the next episode, we're going to definitely see Becca. I think it's going to be next episode. Like, honestly, Becca's going to reach out to Butcher. Or it's going to be the other way around. Butcher's going to see the son with Homelander and he's going to think Becca's by herself. I need to go to her. Because he hasn't really given up on his wife yet, clearly. I know. That is like some deep love because I would have. I definitely would have given <laughs> but up they've on been, her. But they've been together for a while. and Yeah, but she said she didn't want him, so. True, but Butcher was just like, Rebecca changed him. Like, he made him, she... He made him softer and lovable, and he's never met anybody like her. So I can understand him going crazy because, like, this is a person that actually changed me. Like, nobody was ever to change me in my life but this woman who was my wife. So I can see why he's not giving up on her that easy because he knows he can't find another Becca. He knows. Yeah, I am really happy because I think I feel like things are getting really messy and that's what I love about the boys. I just love how messy everything is and how like nothing works out and it's so much fun to watch. (laughs) I mean, we're almost coming to the end of the season and it's just like they're going to leave us with the probably the most crazy ass cliffhanger. I'm not ready for it. I know, I, and then we're going to have to wait like seven years because of the coronavirus to watch exactly. the third season. So, like, or it's going to be animated or something. Oh, I hope not. I think Blackish is animated now. I'm like, yes, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just like, I mean, honestly, toward the end of the season, me and Raven will have like an update on what shows that we plan to recap after the boys. But it's just that that show has so much going on. You can just you can dive into so many things and the cliffhanger is just like like Raven said it's just going to be a lot and with COVID happening we don't know when they're gonna start filming season three like they obviously been renewed already for season three but we don't know when that's gonna happen and I mean shit they may have to do a Tyler Perry and lock them all like in the studio for like I don't know like eight months just trying to shoot it all 
Um, Tyler got- Perry could really um, become like a trillionaire or something. Like, yeah, all these studios that need to like, you know, start in production, just like they need to just go to Tyler Perry Studios. Like it's pretty, it's pretty much a, like its own town within itself. People are quarantining themselves in the studio lot. So that's yeah. what they need to just do. Or if Hollywood wants to open back up, they should just take advice or they should just kind of do the same strategy as Tyler Perry. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know how the studio is set up, but Tyler Perry is out here doing 19 episodes in four days. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> now I can't say anything about the quality, but he's out here <laughs> producing. Okay. He's out there getting them shows. Ain't no Corona going to stop that man and salute to him. He bought his paper. Yes. But you know, he could like provide that space. Oh, yeah, of course. Just for people of color. And we could just have like one weird year be like all of the movies are black movies because everybody is shut down except for <laughs> Tyler Perry. And like everybody's forced to watch black content. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? I feel like we'll get more allies because of that. Because it's just like, what else are you going to watch, right? And then you're going to learn kind of like what we go through, what we like. And then I feel like the world would just be a better place if there was a balance of content. Exactly. I need to talk to Tyler. I need to talk to him. (laughs) Tyler Perry, we out here trying to make your, I know your pockets are fat. We're trying to make it even more fatter. Like let these studios in, let these production houses in, get that paper. You can charge a fee. Like it it could be the Tyler Perry fee. Like obviously they have to pay the studio and everything and all that stuff to actually do the production, but add on a Tyler Perry fee so that we can have more content. I don't want Tyler to create any more content. Please stop. But other (laughs) POCs creating content let them in like give them an in so that they can also saturate the market with all their good stuff too you know listen I'm yeah that would be that would be really cool um any final words before we end um no I ain't got no final words either child but um Go ahead and follow us at hated it underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And also feel free to email us at hatedrd at gmail.com. We love to hear your thoughts, your comments, and any of your personal project, not projections, but predictions for the show. And also if you guys want us to recap any of your favorite shows that me and Raven would actually like to watch. Yeah. Also, yeah, we're not just listen, y'all. We ain't gonna just watch any show so y'all can hear us talk. Like me and Raven gotta like also thumbs up it as well. But thanks for listening and we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.